Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 225. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. All awareness on this now moment. Scan the body for any tension. Scan the train of thought for any residue of past or fear of future. Allow yourself to feel heavy and perfectly supported. Find the natural rhythm of your breathing. Be here now. I send you all so much love and I hope you feel good. I would love to believe I know you feel good. Because even if you don't, you're noticing you don't. And even in the noticing of you don't, you're already making adjustments and calibrating yourself back to feeling good. So good job. Yesterday I was guided to spend time in nature as Colorado has been fairly cold it's starting to warm up and we do have a beautiful park near my home that has a nice pond there's fish that you can catch and release many different birds I believe it's a wildlife preservation area so I go to this park and I walk to this bench I sit at that's really at the shore of the pond where the water meets the land and as I sit there I immediately notice a snake in the water and it's curled up it's not moving I thought to myself oh how sad this snake must have died sometimes I'm not an animal pro or professional. I love them, but I don't study them. (laughs) But I do, to my understanding, I do think if a snake gets bit by another or something, it shrivels up, it sort of exits, right? But that was not the case. Upon further observation, I notice it's actually two snakes and they're fighting. The one that's wrapped up obviously trying to suffocate the other one not noticing it doesn't even have it it's not even holding it (laughs) and the other one that is biting the one who's wrapped up really wasn't causing much harm because they're both water snakes and there was really i don't want to speak for them but i don't know the reason to be fighting maybe territory or something like they looked exactly like each other they were like twins or another version of itself right i am another you only one presence active here. So as I notice these two snakes in battle, I sat there and obviously my body is introducing the idea of fear because it's a snake. But in my heart and mind, I know I'm not afraid of snakes. I love animals. So I knew that wasn't true. 
and an easy tip for me is to imagine one of those snakes is a mom. <laughs> that works for me. If there's a spider in the house and my nephew and I are taking it outside, I dissolve that initial fear by imagining to myself this might be a mom. That works for me. So I'm sitting there watching these two snakes fight and I decided to hold space for them without interfering, right? If it is the highest good of all, if this is God's will for the snakes, please see to it that they disengage in battle. So I'm sitting there holding the space, setting a clear intention, I'm visualizing they let go, I'm well aware of the battle, but I'm holding the space, I'm observing it. Am I delusional and not aware of it? Am I ignoring it? No, I'm not ignoring the battle. I can see it. I'm watching it. I'm holding the space. So after I'm holding the intention that they let go, the snake who's biting the one curled up does let go. And the curled up snake slithers off into the water, which was also cool to see because I never really seen a snake swim and now I can see why there might be a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> um, it swims on the surface, very beautiful, just like a glide with its little head popped up. It was really adorable. But the snake who was biting stood there. And then here came my fear again because I'm like, wait, why are you hanging out? Get away, right? But then I said, no, actually, you're, you're beautiful. Look at your cute little head. Look at those beautiful spots on your body. Look at how graceful you move. I was noticing these beautiful things about it. And I kid you not, it started to look right at me. So then I started interacting like I would with the cat or dog. And then it would come closer and then I would get scared a little bit and it would back up. And then I would call it again and it would come closer. And then I would feel that little, and it's not afraid, it's just sort of like a caution because you don't know what's going to happen, right? But once I noticed this interaction, I looked at it and I said, hey, I am you. You're me. You're me, I'm you. So after that, it just hung out. It stayed in that area. I'm not sure if it was looking for the snake that left, but it just hung out. It slithered to the left, came up through the grass to sort of almost play hide-and-seek with me. Then it went to the right again. It got some water and it came back up again. It was just this beautiful flow of energy with this snake. So as I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to speak more in depth in regards to the idea of holding space and to be so mindful not to confuse it with ignoring what is occurring on earth. We hear many narratives in regards to that idea because the brother-sister beings who are here to hold space know what they're here to do. Those brother-sister beings who are here to be fighting in the front lines, that's what you're here to do. It does not mean we are ignoring the battle. It means we are wise enough to know the only battle is within. And if we can harmonize the inner conflict, it will be reflected to us in the outer world. 
So there is no right or wrong here. It's just a fine-tuning so that these two concepts can meet in the center and eventually know. We all know what we came here to do. Whether you know it or not, you know it. If you feel like picketing and standing in the front lines and marching, beautiful, I've done that. My mom is very much an activist, and she's well aware of the rigid and old programming sometimes that comes with, so I'm so proud of her because she is doing her inner work to dissolve the idea of division separation. I'm so proud of her. She comes from very old school. My grandma was a farmer. So we came up thinking there is a battle between races and groups and light and dark but then here's me robin <laughs> being born into these group settings to challenge everything that we thought we knew because i have been loving everyone for no reason since i took my first breath and i'm not being self-righteous that's just honest i have a sense of love for everyone on earth sometimes i feel bad for saying it or afraid kind of because I do love those people that you call evil or malicious or ill-intentful. Does that mean I like them? No. I'll probably punch them if I see them. <laughs> but I have a sense of love for them. I can have a sense of love and distinguish between liking or agreeing. I don't need to like them, but I need to accept. Why? So I'm not in resistance to what needs to occur. Deep breath. So please know, those of you who are holding the ground, meaning holding it down on the ground, and being the symbolic representation of peace on earth through your words, thoughts, feelings, and actions, thank you so much for holding the space. And to my brother, sister beings who are in the front lines, accessing more information, and participating in the end battle of dark and light, thank you so much for your work, you are appreciated. We cannot do it without each other. We all serve a purpose. Everything serves a purpose. But those of us that are holding space are not ignoring or delusional to what's occurring. We just know our job. And our job is not to perpetuate the battle because whatever you focus on grows. It is to observe it and to set a clear intention and then watch what happens, just like I did with the two snakes. I'm so happy, I'm so grateful to God to allow me to have that experience because now I can speak it from a knowing. I seen it happen. I didn't go down to the water and rip the two snakes apart with my hands. I sat there and I watched them fight. I was well aware, I didn't ignore them. I didn't go to another bench. I sat there in the battle perfect and untouched that's what i came here to do and that's what many of you came here to do yes deep breath in the idea of holding space ultimately we have discussed what that is and again, I'm so grateful as I had that real-life experience to attribute to the concept or idea of holding space. But as we are all individualized, we will set the intention to receive more words or clarification so that we can solidify what that means. This is what I first feel guided to say. Those brother-sister beings who are here to hold space, it's really all of us. But what space are you holding? 
And if we simplify that idea, wherever you're focused on, that's the space you're holding at a quantum level. Now, the individuality aspect of what we are is very beautiful and a gift, but it is never separate from what we really are in essence, which is one. But it's just like the thumb and the pinky, they're not here for the same job. You can't use a pincer grip with your thumb and pinky. And pincer grip is the fingers you use to hold a pencil. I mean, it's in the word. <laughs> but just to clarify, that's my teacher language. So a pincer grip is how you hold a pencil. You don't use your pinky-ish for that. Right? But you need your thumb. They have different jobs. And when you're drinking your tea and you lift your pinky, that's the job of the pinky. So we are individualized, yes, but we are one, just like the palm, unifying all the fingers. But that don't mean we're all here to do the same thing. So if you are one of those brother-sister beings who was here to fight in the front lines, beautiful, I will root for you. If you are one of those brother-sister beings who is here to hold space, beautiful, I'm standing there with you. Why? Because I've already fought. I've been in the front lines. I, I have had the experience of perpetuating the very thing I'm trying to dissolve with my focus on it. This is a science. You know, we have groups and brother-sister beings forming with the intention to save the world and to end climate change. Let's bring the... They're doing the opposite of what they think they're doing. And I need to be more patient and sensitive because this knowing might be attributed to what we call future, but I don't see it as future because I don't see future. I see it right now. So it's very easy, and I'm not speaking just for me. I know many brother-sister beings are like me. I didn't come alone. Meaning this specific soul group of volunteers that came to hold space. So when you are holding an intention You don't really need to be conscious of the intention you're holding, meaning your focus is already your intention. So what are we saying? Let's say you're focusing on climate change. Okay? The, the focus is climate change. But your intention for climate change is to solve it, to fix it. You can't because you're focusing on the problem first. I want to end climate change. See that thing over there that I'm trying to end, but I can't end it because I keep focusing on it. And if I focus on it, it perpetuates it and it gives it more momentum and it makes it more active. Do you see that thing over there that I don't want you to see? Do you see that thing over there I don't want you to see? And then there's the people holding space trying to be in the timeline of that which those climate change activists are trying to get. We're already there. I'm already living in peace on earth. Does that mean I'm ignoring what is? Nope, it means I'm holding space. Why? Because the scripture told me the kingdom of heaven is within. I'm already in heaven if I look within. And whatever I look at within, I experience without. So in the idea of climate change, you're backwards. You're looking outside and then you're trying to find the intention inside. That's miscreating. That's miscreating. It's an error in creation. That's backwards. 
That's like saying, look at all those effects out there. Let's go focus on the effect and change them. Where's the cause? The effect comes after the cause. Climate change is the effect. What was the cause? That's where we should be focusing. So in the idea of specifics in regards to climate change, and we use that as an example because it's very broad in general, and there is more heightened conversations arising in that topic. So let's simplify again that example. Why would brother-sister beings be holding the space and not advocating to end climate change? The only reason is because they know if they focus on it, they perpetuate it. But then the climate change activists would say, why are you ignoring what's happening? We're not ignoring it. We're just not building more momentum towards it. Why are you ignoring that campfire over there? We're not ignoring the campfire. We're just not adding more fuel to it. We can see the fire. It's warm. I can feel it. It's beautiful. I can watch it just like I watched the two snakes. But we're not adding fuel to the fire. That's what you're doing. So it doesn't mean we're ignoring just because we are not creating like you do. It means we are here to create the way God has assigned us to create. And that is as an example of peace on earth today, right now. And are there steps that need to be taken to get there? Yes. And where are the steps? Inside of you. Why? Because everything outside of you started inside first. I know that's a very difficult concept for activists to grasp because they're not understanding the simplicity of it. They're all scientists with hard fact. What's the difference between a scientist and a religion? Science is basically another religion. It's a dogmatic approach that divides and separates and it says, we know this data and if you argue against it with your blind faith, you're incorrect. When they're really saying the same thing. Blind faith is to say the power of intention. And any scientist, I would love to believe, is well versed in the idea of quantum entanglement. So in the idea of intending to live in peace on earth, that reality is already here. Why? Because of quantum entanglement. And no things are separate. It is existing right here, right now. But we don't experience it until we line up with it. And how can we experience the future of peace, love, and joy if we're focusing on the past? You can't. So although the intention is very beautiful for my activists out there, I love you so much, you're miscreating. And you're creating backwards. Who am I to say that? I don't know. I'm just your brother living this experience this is not theory, it's my experience, and I'm more confident saying that now because of my experience with those two snakes, before we have spoke about holding the space. This is something I'm very passionate about because I'm protective, and I need to be more trusting, yes, but I am very protective of my brother-sister beings who are here holding space because they would come in contact sometimes to someone who disempowers them and makes them think they're not doing anything that they're being passive or inactive. No. Brother Yeshua came to the earth with a sword. What is the sword a symbol of? Air. What does air represent? Thoughts. The realm of mentalism. The sword represents mentalism. Air. To cut yourself from the thought that is not in alignment with your pure intention. 
so although I'm not in the front lines battling, and I can, <laughs> although I'm not in the front lines battling and throat punching people, I'm battling and I'm fighting in another way now, as a spiritual warrior, as a vibrational being, as a Christed being. So we are holding the space to get to the space we are intending to get while we have some brother-sister beings focusing on the space we're in trying to get to the space we're all going to get. Now, are we all going to get there eventually, inevitably? Yes. Yes, all paths lead to God. And furthermore, we can just step back and surrender, meaning just trust more, have more faith. And what's faith? The knowing that your clear intention is not separate from you, you just have to hold it long enough until it imprints at a subconscious level and it becomes your physical experience. So this is what I would say to my activists. Thank you so much for your intention to bring harmony, peace, and happiness to the world. But I would love for you to trust in Mother Gaia more. I would love for you to trust in the unfolding more because you are you do not have access to the full story. You're making a hypothesis based off of very limited data. How do we know it's limited? Because you're using prior data. You're not using data right now. What's right now? All is well. How do we know? Are you breathing? then all is well. So in the idea of being an activist, what you're actually doing is inviting the harm that you think you are dissolving. Because why? Everything's okay right now. And then the scientist will say, you only have three years to live. And this is what a spiritual warrior would say. Good. Let it all burn down so we can rebuild. That's trust. That's allowing. That's no resistance. What happens after the forest dies, brothers and sisters? Every season, what happens? It comes back. This is Mother Gaia's cycle. This is her cycle. We are cyclical beings. There is nothing wrong here. There is nothing wrong here that you don't have the solution for, meaning the problem will never come without the solution. But if you're focusing on the problem, guess what? You'll never find the solution. And what's the solution? Stop thinking there's a problem. It's really much that simple. But you're ignoring the problem. No, I'm well aware of the processes of creation. And if I acknowledge it more than observing it, meaning if I focus a little too hard, now I'm inviting it in. So you get to decide. You get to decide what you want to experience. And we're going to simplify that by saying, whatever you focus on grows. So if you do want an earth with no climate problems and everyone living in harmony and peace, then be that right now today. Who's stopping you? Why do you need the backing of all these scientists and politicians and this data? Why do you need to be backed? All great minds think for themselves. Stand up for yourself in sovereignty and be that change today, right now. If you're waiting on others or the evidence of peace, you're going to be waiting forever. Be it today. 
but in three years we're not going to have any earth because the co2 levels that's three years how arrogant of you scientists to even think we will be there in three years the future does not exist and these scientists are planning for the future there is no future you have been fooled into thinking there is another direction besides right now the direction does not go behind or forward it's in all directions quantumly so what does that mean there is no past or future everything's happening right now so if you want an earth that is green and lush and everyone's happy and enjoy that can only happen right now not in three years but if you're perpetuating the idea based off your prior experience and putting us in that timeline well then now that's your experience you only have three years to live <laughs> not really but you know we want to keep it lighthearted <laughs> and I'm not being disrespectful to any brother sister beings who really might only have three years to live let me remind us all there is no death only transformation I don't want to be a fear mongerer I literally want us to laugh in the face of death so you all have three years to live couldn't be me I'm an eternal being I'm infinite intelligence and so are you why would you limit yourself to three years left so I know that was a lot of rambling and I would not change anything because the delivery is very much in resonance with the passion behind it as I absolutely advocate for those brother sister beings who hold space and I absolutely advocate for those brother sister beings who are in the front lines fighting and picketing I just know my role today so if you are one of those advocates know your place stop telling those of us who are holding space that we are delusional or ignoring what is when we just happen to have a different perspective because we have a deeper understanding in regards to the processes of creation and everyone has the capacity and the ability to understand this too but you need to understand it by going within where the kingdom of heaven is already in existence yes As we come to the end of the episode, in between segments I get a clear, I didn't hear it, but I felt it as if I heard it. Asiel says, the kingdom of heaven is the now. The kingdom of heaven is the now. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is within you, and we are here now. We're not here in the past. We're not here in the futures or in three years if we make it past that. We are here right now. And if Asiel says the kingdom of heaven is the now, that might suggest we are the evidence of peace on earth. But you can't be the evidence of peace looking at the battle. Does that mean ignore it? Nope, it just means don't perpetuate it. You can't be the peace and the problem. You can actually because we are the conflict and the solution but we got to pick now we have to choose and ultimately that's what every humanoid wants is the ability and freedom to choose so let people choose what is best for them along the journey 
and do more work in regards to understanding you and what you're here for because you are here now. Trust us at an interconnected level. Like the root system, the trees under the ground are all one. They trust each other. Why? Because they're all connected inside. Trust your brothers and sisters more to stand in the role that they feel more compelled to represent now. Let me be the example. I used to be in the front lines picketing, holding up signs, doing all the things. I'm proud of that phase of my life. I love that. That's just not me anymore. That part of my life is behind me. So if I can observe myself going out of fight into a more harmonious state of being, not to say I won't fight, I just choose not to, I know every brother or sister being has the capacity to do it. I'm not the only one who has laid down the bears in arms and said, I surrender, I, I choose love, I choose peace. That happens all the time. So when these activists are observing the brother-sister beings holding space or vice versa, the ones who are perpetuating the conflict, I guess I'm talking to myself. I need to have more trust in those brother-sister beings who are in the front lines, who are saying that we're delusional and we're just ignoring the problem, that they will eventually and inevitably get a deeper understanding in regards to the processes of creation. So I do not mean to bash anybody personally, I'm saying this in the most loving way. I really don't care. <laughs> Me personally, as your brother, like, I'm not, how do I say it? It's not that I don't care. It's that it don't grab my attention. I'm only speaking on it because of the experience with the snakes. And then being on TikTok, I am hearing a lot of this language rising to the surface in regards to calling those of us holding space delusional or that we're just ignoring the problem but it's not even more about me I don't mind what people say or think about me personally I feel more protective as a big brother to shield the brother sister beings who are holding space and may not be as bold to say you know what mind your business this is how God wants me to hold space some of those brother sister beings who hold space when they hear someone tell them they're delusional or they're just ignoring they question their self they stop and they say, oh wait, am I really ignoring the problem? Am I the problem because I'm not addressing the problem or speaking on the problem? No. Because you're aware of it, but you're not focusing on it. And that is the solution to the problem. We know it's happening, so then what do we do? Add more fuel? Or do we let it burn itself out and watch it holding a clear intention? And how do we know a clear intention works? For real. I can only speak for myself. Because of my experience with those two snakes. And not saying it was me that did it. But I know that I am that snake. Both of them. I know that in that space, I went into my heart. I went past the initial fear. And I imagined them releasing each other. And then that's what happened. Call upon your guides, your angelic helpers and your loved ones. Call upon your I am presence. Give these aspects of self permission to support you 
in the deeper understanding in regards to the kingdom of heaven being the now, because you are here now. And wherever you're focused on now will be your experience now. So if you want a future of love, joy, brotherhood, sisterhood, focus on that. And then you will bring it to us now. Yes.